Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. It is Monday, July 25th, and this is People Every Day. Welcome back, everyone. It's me, Janine Rubenstein. I hope you had a great weekend and that your Monday is treating you well. I had a very, very, very busy weekend. First, I was at San Diego Comic-Con for a few days, and I cannot wait to get into the new Black Panther trailer that was released. Then, I jetted off to the opposite side of the country to hit up the Rolling Loud Festival in Miami. And of course, we're going to talk about Kid Cudi having to leave the stage because he was being pelted with water bottles. Like, ugh, so horrible. But okay, okay, I'm getting ahead of myself. Let's jump right in. Actor Jason Momoa is reportedly doing well after colliding with a motorcycle over the weekend. The biker, who crossed over into the opposite lane at a curve, made contact with the left front end of the Aquaman star's car. The motorcyclist hit Momoa's vehicle hard enough to fall off of their bike and reportedly struck his windshield, cleared the car's hood, and then landed on their feet. I mean, wow. The unnamed biker was taken to a nearby hospital with minor injuries, including a bruise to the leg and a thumb injury, while the 42-year-old Dune actor appeared to be okay. Reps for Momoa didn't immediately respond to people's requests, but my goodness, what an incredibly scary incident for both parties. Very glad to hear everyone is doing well. Moving on to some tech world gossip. Did Tesla founder Elon Musk have an affair with the wife of one of the co-founders of Google? On Sunday, the Wall Street Journal reported that Musk was involved in a, quote, brief affair with Nicole Shanahan last year. Shanahan is the estranged wife of Google co-founder Sergey Brin. The news outlet also reported that Musk and Brin were previously longtime friends and that Brin even gave Musk $500,000 for Tesla during the 2008 financial crisis. Musk has said over the years that he regularly crashed at Brin's home in Silicon Valley. I mean, lending half a mil sounds like a very nice favor for a friend on top of letting them crash at your house. Wall Street Journal went on to say that there has been increased tension between the two tech moguls following an alleged liaison back in December of 2021. Bryn then requested that his financial advisors sell his personal investments in Musk's companies. And with more smoke surrounding this potential fire in court documents obtained by people, back in early January of this year, Bryn filed for a dissolution of marriage from Shanahan, citing irreconcilable differences. The SpaceX founder took to Twitter Sunday night to weigh in, saying, this is total BS. Sergey and I are friends and we're at a party together last night. I've only seen Nicole twice in three years, both times with many other people around. Nothing romantic. Musk added elsewhere in the thread, haven't even had sex in ages. Sigh as he's wont to do. A very odd and interesting story. This is something you might expect out of a reality TV show, not Silicon Valley. We will definitely keep an eye out for any further details that may surface. And now it's time to get into all the wild stories coming out of this weekend's Rolling Loud Festival in Miami. 
You guys know I love me a music festival. And this past weekend, some of my best girlfriends and I took to Miami to attend Rolling Loud. Yes, I was there. <laughs> it was so much fun. Everything that you read about in the headlines, we were there for it. And I got to see it happen in person. Yep, Kanye showed up. After all, that was pretty jaw-dropping. I'm still talking about everything that went down. So joining me now to discuss all the huge moments is someone who was also there, music journalist and commentator Jacques Morel. Hey, Jacques, welcome back to the show. Hey, Janine. Thanks for having me. So before everyone descended down to the 305, it was announced that Kid Cudi was replacing Kanye West as a headliner after Ye dropped out quote, due to circumstances outside of our control. The festival said that in a statement. So when Kid Cudi took the stage Friday night, it did not go as planned, to say the least. So just tell everyone what happened there. Yeah, that was actually really unfortunate because if you're someone that listens to Kid Cudi's music, you know how much he cares about the fans. So, you know, he was performing, he was about halfway through his set. He's performing Marijuana, which is probably one of his best songs to perform at Rolling Loud. And, um, you know, someone hit him with a bottle and like a plastic bottle. And then he said, like, if someone hits me again, like I'm off the stage. And, you know, we know the classic teacher thing. If someone does this thing again and they someone hit him again and, you know, Fans, are, I'm sure, are disgruntled because there are people that traveled far and wide to see Kanye perform. And you know what? Here's what I say. This is a hunch. And I also overheard some conversations from people that I was talking to or working with. You know, there were some elements apparently loaded for Kid Seagull's Kanye and Kid, and, and Kid Cudi's like, album together, which is amazing from 2018. So I wonder if there was a bigger surprise in store that was ruined by some fans that were a little impatient. Because the fact that Kanye could come out with Lil Durk on stage two, maybe which is like 20 minutes away. Some people saw it as petty, but it could also be framed in like, no, they were about to reconcile in a very public way. And I think that's common because like Kanye had just reconciled with Drake on stage six months ago. So it's not unlike something he would do. So you, you pointed it out there. Kanye did show up at Rolling Loud. He came out on a separate stage with Lil Durk. This would have been during Kid Cudi's set that he showed up on another stage to take people into what happened there and that Kanye moment. I had to experience this like everybody else did at home on my phone because Cudi's set had ended and Rolling Loud Miami is so massive that it takes like 20 minutes to get anywhere. So we were on the process of making the long slog home where we're, we're on our phones watching the stream and it's like, oh my God, Kanye just came out for a little dirt. He performed uh, Father Stretch My Hands, which is a song that he has with Kid Cudi. So people are saying that it's petty, but like maybe everything's better. Who knows? We would have to ask Cudi to find out. But it's a shame that that happened because, you know, I, why would you do that to Kid Cudi? That's where I felt. And that's where a lot of other fans felt when I was talking to people in the crowd. Like, why would you do that to Kid Cudi? Saweetie was another performer at Rolling Loud this weekend. And so while she was performing on Friday, she saw a man in the crowd that caught her eye and she had a conversation with him, right? <laughs> you know what? It seems like this is similar to when Jack Harlow like hollered at Saweetie on the red carpet. Like I think it was like at the BET Awards like two years ago. It's honestly, hey, like I remember when I, I heard of that happening and I'm thinking to myself like, you know what? If Sweetie had asked me to, to take right to, if she, Sweetie shot her shot, I am a layup. I'm a slam dunk, you know? And I'm sure this man in the, in the audience, she was probably shooting like Kobe, right? In the 01 finals, you know what I mean? And Sweetie's just like the latest, like there were so many other dope black women at Rolling Loud this week, like the City Girls, JT and Young Miami. The new song with Usher is so good. Like, you know, that they also rocked it out. Like Des Dior, Flo Millie had an amazing set. 
The thing about Rolling Loud is you see people, uh, each Rolling Loud goes, the bigger their star gets, they perform later and later during the day. And Flo Millie first performed in LA where she performed maybe about like a third into the show. Now she's like two thirds into the show, right? And next year, you know, she could be not the headliner, but close to being the headliner. Nice. So many women in hip hop. Just, I think this is one of the biggest years for that in Rolling Loud history of just women taking that stage. Oh, I mean, Lotto too, another one. Like she's dropped an amazing song on Friday. It's a little explicit. The name is, I don't want to mention it here. But Pia, <laughs> you know, she's also signed to Quality Control with the City Girls. She's from Detroit and she had a phenomenal performance. Mona Leo, she's with Sony Orchard. She had a great performance. One big moment that happened was that Travis Scott took the stage on Saturday during Future's set. It was his first music festival appearance since the whole Astro World tragedy last year where 10 people died. So so were you expecting him to show up? I had just did an interview with two fans before that. And one of them mentioned Travis is going to come out. I'm like, no, Travis is not going to come out. Honestly, you could tell that Travis felt rejuvenated um, and he felt great to be on that stage. And I hope that like this, him performing and the feelings that he's performing and the feelings that he felt from being up there and raging with his fans again, comes with a feeling of like, that he should be grateful and lucky to be able to be there again. And the fans really really loved it like you have no idea like the fans really loved it they were everybody it, i'm getting chills right now thinking about it because you know when travis came out on that stage no one expected it and you know the fans really really were happy to see him well surprises and all i am so happy music festivals are back so jacques thanks so much for coming on and, and, and discussing all this with me oh likewise thanks for having me Coming up, I chat with Parks and Rec alum, Beretta. Her HGTV show is all about finding the ugliest houses in America, and it is honestly one of the most fun, guilt-free watches out there right now. And she sits down with us to tell us all about it. But first, as you all know, I was in sunny San Diego for this year's Comic-Con. And after the break, we break down the biggest stories coming out of this year's convention. We'll be right back. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil just $8.97 at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. See homedepot.com slash delivery for details. We are back and it's time to dive into all things Comic-Con. This year's event was just as spirited and news-packed as ever. Fans were decked out in their best cosplay costumes as the makers behind some of the biggest titles in TV and film revealed the latest on their upcoming projects. George R.R. R. Martin was in attendance with the cast of the new Game of Thrones spinoff series, House of the Dragon. Oh, I cannot wait. Fans were thrilled to see Keanu Reeves tease the fourth chapter in the John Wick franchise. Uh, late show host and Lord of the Rings superfan Stephen Colbert was in attendance. He moderated a panel for the upcoming Amazon Prime series that takes place in the world of Lord of the Rings called Rings of Power. Colbert told fans from up top that he was prepared to hit the showrunners with the hard-hitting questions. Don't worry, I'll also ask the hard-hitting important questions like, why do some elves have haircuts? <laughs> and where is the salon? 
But the biggest story of the weekend came out of the Marvel camp, with the Marvel Cinematic Universe announcing a slew of streaming shows and films to fill out phases four, five, and six, known as the Multiverse Saga. All eyes were on the Black Panther Wakanda Forever trailer, in which Angela Bassett's character, the mother of King T'Challa, gives an emotional speech. I am queen of the most powerful nation in the world, and my entire family is gone. Have I not given everything? The sequel to the 2018 box office smash hit is, of course, without King T'Challa after the passing of Chadwick Boseman. While the teaser trailer didn't reveal much about the plot, we do see glimpses of characters mourning the death of T'Challa. During the panel, the cast spoke glowingly of Bozeman and openly discussed the bundle of emotions they experienced making this film without him. Director Ryan Coogler shared a sweet story about his first appearance at Comic-Con for the first Black Panther film. He recalled sitting next to the late actor and how Bozeman expressed his excitement over seeing the first footage from the film by squeezing Coogler's shoulder. He said, he was really strong and he was getting excited. And as the clip went on, he was squeezing my shoulder the whole time. And when it finished, I couldn't even lift my arm. I felt his hand for the rest of that day. Standing here with you all listening to that music and thinking about it all, I promise you, I can feel his hand on me right now. Oh. The film is slated for release this November and will introduce the world of Atlantis into the MCU. I cannot wait to take my son to see this one. Man, it has such an amazing cast, an amazing director, and it definitely feels like one of those films you have to see in theaters. And okay, last but not least, The Rock was on hand to discuss his own upcoming superhero film, Black Adam, which is based on the DC Comics character. During a round of Q&A, a young fan was curious about what The Rock's good friend Kevin Hart had to say about his new role. And just take a listen. I wanted to know if when Mr. Rock got the got the job for um, Black Adam, did Kevin Hart ever get jealous? I love that. Mr. Rock. Oh my goodness. Everyone on stage and in attendance busted out laughing. But hey, those are the hard-hitting questions you have to answer at Comic-Con. My next guest won the hearts of fans with her hilarious outtakes as Donna on Parks and Rec and as a good girl with a bad side on Good Girls. Now, actress, comedian, and author Retta is back as host of the second season of HGTV's Ugliest House in America. Ugly in Paradise, as homeowners go toe-to-toe -to, -toe to see who has the most hideous home of them all. And I'm so happy because she is here with me now to give me all the scoop on the show. So, Retta, welcome to the show. Why, thanks. <laughs> Congratulations on the second season as host of Ugliest House in America for fans who aren't caught up yet. Take us into the premise of the show. Homeowners submit their homes and their story to HGTV and they decide who gets put on the show. And then I go to their house, they give me the tour, they show me all the ugly, and we decide who moves from the semifinals of that region to the finals. And once one home is picked as the ugliest in that season, then they get a $150,000 renovation from Alice and Victoria. It's a lot of travel. You know, I like to go someplace and then sit. <laughs> we don't get to sit. We go, and then we go, and then we go, and then we go. Are, are, are they really as hideous as they're made out to be, these homes? Yeah, they're on camera. They're pretty hideous. <laughs> What's the worst thing you've seen inside a house? I saw a cooling table 
in a funeral home. A cooling table is where they sit the body. Someone, they had, this family bought a, a, a funeral home and were, wanted to transform it to a home. And one of the things they showed me was a cooling table that was still in there. Okay, now. <laughs> <laughs> I get that the market is bad, but y'all. <laughs> Here's my thing. Here's my thing. You could have taken it out. You could have taken it out. Wow. Well, follow-up seasons are always bigger and better. So, like, what crazy shenanigans can fans look forward to this coming season? One of the shocking things for me was we were in Colorado near the Red Rocks, and there was a house that was built around the end of a, a Red Rock. So they have a giant rock in the house, three stories high, so there, you know, bugs and dirt get in. Ah. Okay, that is something to look forward to for sure. Well, as the home enthusiast that you are, what's going on in your current home? What personal touches have you brought to your house that you really love? I just redid my pool and I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I renovated my whole house, you know, when I before I moved in. New wood floors, opened up the kitchen. I built my own closet. I took one of the I took one of the bedrooms and made my my master bath larger Ooh. and then built my closet. So what's your happy place? Your bathroom, your bedroom, your living room, closet? The closet. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> she, she's my, my happy space. Okay. So before I lose you, I want to play a game of treat yourself. Yes, yes. A nod to your Parks and Rec character, Donna. I will ask you a question and you will tell me which one you are treating yourself to, okay? Okay. Treat yourself to a humongous 85-inch TV or something small. Bigger, better. Bigger, the better. Bigger TV. Treat yourself to a personal chef every day of the week or do your own home cooking. (laughs) Personal chef. I ain't cooking. (laughs) I can't cook to save my life. Treat yourself to a decked out indoor woman cave or a backyard oasis equipped with pool and jacuzzi. I feel like pool because you just did the pool, right? Backyard for sure. Treat yourself to rewatching Parks and Rec or Good Girls. Ooh, that's rude. <laughs> I think Parks and Rec just because I haven't seen it in a long time. Oh, it's classic. It's so good. <laughs> well, Retta, this has been so much fun. And everyone, make sure you watch and catch her on Ugliest House in America, Ugly in Paradise, Sunday nights on HGTV. Rather, thanks so much. No problem. All right. Well, it seems like it's been a long-standing tradition here in the U.S. for parents to tell their kids to grow up and get a haircut. (laughs) Well, our last story involves someone cutting their hair for their mother, and it's for all the right reasons. Back in 2018, Melanie Saha of Arizona began losing her hair after undergoing radiation to treat a benign tumor in her pituitary gland. She told the Today Show, not having hair, you stick out like a sore thumb and well-meaning people can say things that break your heart. I don't mind being sick, but I mind looking sick. I'd rather blend in and not stand out at the store. While having lunch together one day that year, her son, Matt, made what started out as a joke saying, why don't I grow out my hair to make you a wig? Well, for the next two and a half years, Matt, whose locks were closest to his mother's in terms of color and texture, did just that. He grew out his hair for his mom as she battled brain tumor. In March of this year, his hair reached a foot in length and it was time to finally get out the scissors. Melanie said of the fateful haircut, 
We were super pumped. And when they started cutting, we bawled. Melanie loves rocking her new custom wig and is all smiles. She told a Phoenix area news outlet, you know, I've lost my eyebrows, lost my eyelashes. I lost my hair. So it's just been such a tremendous gift to be able to have a more normal appearance, to go places and not stand out because you look unusual, but to fit in and be beautiful. It's really great. I mean, that is just such a beautiful story. What a tremendous gift on so many levels. If you're anything like me, that's exactly the kind of thing you need to hear on a Monday as something to make you smile. And if you want to see photos of Melanie's before and after wig transformation, be sure to head over to people.com. Thank you all for starting off the week with us. We'll be back here tomorrow with the latest stories on People Every Day.